The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. And uh, you can bet if some removalists are able to cross the border and bring COVID down here, that it's certainly uh, not out of the realm of possibility that it could happen uh, again and we end up with more virus spreading down here once again. So Sydney really needs to get its act together because down this way uh, we're also depending on it so that we can avoid being in lockdown and it's just interesting he used the term Clayton's lockdown which is exactly what Dennis uh, called it. So uh, Dennis and him seem to be on the same page. Dennis described it as a Clayton's lockdown. I think that was more around the the fact that uh, some retail was open in Sydney that perhaps shouldn't have been open if you're taking being in lockdown seriously Um, but he was saying Clayton's lockdown in terms of you lock people down but the people in these suburbs still have to travel vast distances to go to work in the hospitals and the other uh, service outlets in the centre of Sydney so they're travelling big amounts probably well and truly more than five kilometres you would think and for them it's probably not like being in lockdown because they're going to work every day the same as they probably would be if it wasn't a lockdown Um, yeah, get the Pfizer doses in, get it uh, ramped up. Whether you would prioritise those areas in Western Sydney over the rest of the country, I'm not sure because of the lead time and maybe that the virus has moved on. But um, it's what I've been saying all along in terms of a vaccine rollout. Have these big hubs, bring people in um, and just get people vaccinated in large numbers. But of course, what causes the delay is the actual stock availability. Um, We'll be on the line now to talk about finance and the challenges that people have when it comes to getting finance if they're a single is Rose DeRossi, who is a finance broker. Uh, Rose, thank you very much for being on the program. Well, thank you for having me. So when a uh, financial application, a loan application comes through to a lender, how do they assess it if you're a single as opposed to uh, if you're in a relationship? Yeah, well, basically, if you're a single, um, it's going to have some living expenses that they have to allow for. And if you're um, living on your own, you may be living with parents or actually living or moving out of your own home um, to buy another property. They're going to allow for a monthly living expense. And they actually base that on what the, um, the Henderson expense matrix says a single person should actually be spending. So even if you're not spending that amount of money each month on your living and groceries and everything else, the bank is actually going to assess you as having spent that money. Um, so you're going to find that with one income, it's going to be a, a lot harder to get um, funding for maybe the amount that you need. So if you're in a relationship, you get, I suppose, the benefits of economies of scale. You know, you pay one gas bill, one electricity bill, as opposed to a single person that, um, I suppose, still has those expenses but has less of an income coming through. That's exactly right. Um, so it's going to be shared expenses, plus you also have the benefit of having another income possibly um, that you can allow for. Um, but what they do also is if you have a couple, there's going to be a larger amount that they allow under HEMS, so under the uh, living expense buffer that they put in there. So it, it is sort of relevant, but then, of course, there's not that extra income that allows you to borrow a little bit more. So what's your advice for single people if they are interested in getting a, a mortgage, a loan, finance? Um, what do they have to be aware of? Well, basically, the less debt you have initially going into the application, the better. So even things like afterpay, if you paid it off but haven't closed it, you need to get rid of it. Um, You also need to watch what you're spending each month because the bank will go through and assess your last three months of um, statements, your bank statements, and they flag things like your groceries and um, 
any Uber and Afterpay or even gambling on there. So, you know, for a few months, you need to really watch what you're doing and, and budget. Um, reduce your credit card limits. If you've got a card and you're not using the full limit each time, there's no point having that extra amount. Just reduce it because the bank will allow the limit regardless if you pay it off each month or not. It's interesting you mentioned Afterpay because uh, I have never used Afterpay. I just mm-hmm. pay for things when I buy them. But um, I saw a big ad campaign on social media from Afterpay and uh, they were sort of trying to bust what they called were Afterpay myths. And one of the things they said was, uh, does Afterpay affect your credit or your ability to get finance? They say no, but you're saying mm-hmm. the banks really do look at that quite uh, closely, do they? Yeah, so what happens if you've got an afterpay facility open, it's basically like a a credit facility. So we have to allow for it when we're working out your capacity to borrow. So even though they're fine and you make your payments, you keep it up to date, they don't actually close. So you need to physically repay it and close it and get rid of it. It doesn't affect your credit score because they don't actually do a credit inquiry. So that's what they're meaning. That doesn't affect your ability to borrow in the sense that your credit score is affected. But it does affect how much you can borrow because we have to allow for it in your serviceability. Mm. And I suppose people can look at the situation now and interest rates are quite comparatively low. But if you are signing up for various financial products and loans, you have to be aware of your uh, interest rates going up. And that means that in the long term, you could potentially have issues if you've, you know, you're getting by now, but you know, five, 10 years down the track when the economy recovers, things could be very different. That's exactly right. And what a lot of people don't um, realise is that when we're looking at your ability to borrow, the banks actually incorporate a buffer. So even though the rate might be 1.94% at the moment, um, we're actually servicing and making sure that you can afford your repayments at a higher rate of around 7%. So the bank is taking that into consideration, but that's the ability to borrow. But that's money that has to come out of your pocket later. So yes, it all seems quite good that you can afford a very low repayment now, but we have to look at the long term. You know, you've got a 30-year facility. You might fix it for two years and everything seems great and you may incur it while you've got the low repayments. Yes, but you're right. When that um, that rate expires and you go to the standard variable and rates change, you may have to relook at what you've actually got. So the final top tips for people applying for, whether it's mortgages or other forms of finance, would be what? Definitely have um, savings. So have a, a bigger deposit as you can because that's going to obviously reduce the amount you need to borrow. It's going to reduce all your fees. Reduce debt. Get rid of cards and facilities you don't need. Um, look at your income. If you're doing overtime, keep it consistent because we can allow for things like that as well. Um, and possibly even look at borrowing with a friend if that's going to increase your borrowing capacity. Well, thanks very much for being on the program and hopefully people take to heed that advice if they're looking at getting into the property market or uh, seeking other forms of finance. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rose DeRossi, with us there, who is a finance broker. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.